moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people, yeah. More moss. More moss to the people. Hi, this is Asa Nilsson, and you're listening to More Moss to the People, where each week we're going to be talking about slowing down, even hurling ourselves off of the Ferris wheel of the production-first mentality and choosing to live a courageous life based on our own needs first and daring to be different in a world where sameness is encouraged more highly than living a life of authenticity. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to More Moss to the People, the podcast. This is Asa, your host. Oh, I want you to consider something with me today. There has never been a time to have a more exemplary life than today. Do, if you're anything like me, I tend to forget the power of the moment. And I'm, I'm a planner. I'm a fixer. I'm a doer. I love to look six months in advance and kind of back into what needs to be done. What do I need to think about? How do I need to organize everything and everybody? And what happens when I do that is I miss the moment. I miss now. I don't, I'm not here. I'm not present. And I'm so trying to stop this. I don't want myself to be like this. I want to be more mindful full of, excuse me, this minute. I've been shown so many beautiful things recently that if I made the choice that I had originally thought that I had planned out, I would have missed out on a beautiful opportunity. So for an example, um, today I wasn't feeling super duper great. I was tired and I didn't sleep well last night. And I was invited to go on a walk with a dear friend who I haven't seen in a long time. And there was a big snowstorm and there was, it looked treacherous outside, which normally I love. I don't care what the weather's like. What do I care? In Sweden, there's this saying, there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothes. So I want you to consider um, that for yourself, wherever it is that you live, uh, to not miss out on opportunities because of rain or snow or sleet or what have you, or too hot, just dress appropriately. So I almost missed out on this opportunity today because when I woke up, I was like, oh my goodness, look at this weather. I'm not feeling super great because, you know, I've got a heavy heart. And shall I retreat? Shall I go within to me to do my hermit move right the the hermit move which is my the 
way I protect myself to kind of like lick my wounds because right now I'm hurting. I'm, he- I'm, I'm healing and I'm grieving from the loss of my beautiful, beautiful god dog Fuji. And it's weighing on me, girl. It is weighing on my heart. It is. It is. And that's why I'm not sleeping. I'm waking up in cold sweats. I feel heavy in my chest and I feel so much sadness and so much despair for my best friend who just lost his beautiful partner in crime. And, you know, as an empath, I feel everything. I feel all of it. And so when I woke up today, I was thinking, well, maybe it's not a really great day for a walk. Maybe it's just better I lay on the sofa and do a podcast episode underneath a blanket because I don't feel super, super. And uh, my friend said, no, you know what? I'm okay with the weather. I'm okay with the weather. It doesn't bother me. And I'm like, okay, fine. All right, fine. I'll go. I'll do it. And I get myself all suited up. I've got 55,000 layers of clothes because, I mean, it was a blizzard this morning. It's beautiful now, but um, and so I got all my layers on and we haven't seen each other in about a year and a half. And so we had some serious catching up to do. And, you know, spirit is never too late. If I had retreated, if I had gone into my hermit mode, which I so easily could have done, so easily could have done. Um, I wouldn't have had the experience with her that I had today. And, you know, we start our walk in the forest, which, you know, is the place that I love the most. That is the place that I connect with God the most. And uh, she asked me, you know, how, how am I doing? How, what's going on in your life? And how have you been? And I share everything about my God dog. And she's like, oh, no, that's so terrible. I'm so sad for you. And um, which she's a beautiful girl. So of course she has a heart and a huge, she's an animal lover herself. And she shares with me that she's about to go through a divorce. She's about to get divorced. And I was flabbergasted. And we had the most beautiful, beautiful conversation, deep, soulful, meaningful conversation, walking through the tundra that is the Swedish forest. I was sweating my ass off. I was exhausted. (laughs) I had all the things going on, but you know what? I was mesmerized by this beautiful soul who shared her heart with me. And I almost missed out on that. I almost missed out on that moment because I was thinking of retreating and going and sucking my thumb under a blanket and sitting here thinking, (laughs) poor Fuji. Obviously, poor Fuji, but Fuji's in heaven. I believe that all dogs go to heaven. (laughs) That's a little different version of a song you may have heard before, but I really do believe that he is fine. He is fine. And, you know, what would he want? What would Fuji want? Would Fuji want me to sit here and suck my thumb underneath a blanket and spit nah, poor dog? No. Fuji would want me to go into the forest on a walk, which is his favorite place to go when he is here visiting me is in the forest. And I have this beautiful memory of a couple of years ago, Tim and um, his partner was traveling and I was dog sitting for Fuji and he came to... He came to the country from his city house 
And he stayed with us. And he always, of course, had a leash on because in Sweden, there are laws and people actually do put their dogs on leashes. And so we go into the forest and we're walking on this big trail and there's all this snow. And he is pulling me and pulling me. And I'm like, Fuji, I'm going to let you off the leash. I'm going to release you off of this leash. I had never done that before. And I was worried that there was going to be somebody coming around the corner, possibly with another dog. But I'm like, you know what? Oh, no, this is his moment. I'm going to give him this moment because he doesn't get moments like this. Right. What dog doesn't need to run free? Right. The city dog who would love to run free. So I take him off of his leash and he flies in the snow. It's flying everywhere. And he is galloping, absolutely galloping through the snow with a humongous smile on his face. And I know that he had a smile on his face and he kept running and then he'd stop. And he would look back and look at me and I'd be like, go, Fuji, go, go, go run. And he would be like, yeah. And then he would take off and then he'd have the snow just billowing all around him. And the sun was shining and he was in heaven. He was already in heaven. <laughs> and, you know, the moment of seeing him like that, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget the moment of taking him off the leash. I'm going to ask you now, where are you possibly keeping yourself on a leash? I know that sounds probably a little bit dramatic, but um, I have this, this saying that I saw once. One day or day one, you decide. One day or day one, you decide. You know, death tends to bring this out of us, right? Death tends to make us take a look at our lives and, oh, wait a minute, am I running out of time? How much time do I think I have? How much more time do I think I have? Do I continue to keep myself bound by this, this uh, symbolic shackle around my leg or my neck or my wrists? and? Do I continue to stay stuck in that recording in my brain, right? Of, nah, you know what? It's too late. Asa, you are 56 years old. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? People will make fun of you. Don't. No. You know what? Your parents, your parents, your mom, she's going to think it's funny. My siblings are going to make fun of me. People are going to think I'm dumb if I dare to do the things that I you know, maybe still have a wish and a wants and a curiosity around in my heart. Yeah. Where are you holding something like this? One day or day one? What do you want to decide? So I had this little vision in my mind's eye. There's a tarot card called the Eight of Swords. And the Eight of Swords is this woman who has kind of like these, like, kind of like she's bound. She's got almost like you know, like if you would see some like just ribbons around her where her hands are bound behind her back and she has this this thing over her eye, kind of like a like um a handkerchief over her eye so she can't see, and then she's got these eight swords that are kind of around her, like kind of keeping her stuck, like keeping her trapped. And the thing is, the 
interesting thing about this card is her hands aren't bound. All she has to do is release her hands. Yes, they're behind her back, but release her hands. Take your hands out from behind your back, remove the kerchief from your eyes, and see what it is that you need to see. This reminds me of one of my favorite sayings from A Course in Miracles. What will you have me see? What will you have me do? What will you have me say? And to whom? That's not true. That's not how it goes. Where will you have me go? What will you have me do? And what will you have me say? And to whom? That's what it says in A Course in Miracles. And I added, how, what can I see, God? Who can you help me see? That's my own little addition there. But um, the girl, this woman, taking the sword, the swords that are around her, that is her own self-protection of her own basically trap and her own shackles of her arms behind her to release them, to remove the handkerchief on her eyes. This is what we can all do for ourselves. We are the ones that keep the shackle on our hands and we are the ones that can remove them. Isn't that a powerful image? So that day when I took Fuji into the forest and I released him from his leash so that he could run free and be bounding in the snow and having so much fun and stopping and looking back saying, is it okay? Yes, it's okay. Go, go. Where can you give yourself permission today to set yourself free? Where can you set yourself free from the chains that bind you? The self-professed chains that we could just remove because they're not even fastened. God, what would Fuji want? Fuji would want me to go into the forest today and go for a walk with my friend and have a conversation walking in the snow and laughing and talking and having a heavy heart, feeling joyful, feeling, I mean, all the emotions, all of it, all of it. It was such a beautiful moment and I would have missed it if I had just retreated and gone into my hermit mode which I so easily can do. Today I chose myself. Today I chose Fuji, Fuji in heaven. To know he's in heaven, to know he is taken care of because all dogs go to heaven. And I am choosing to live a life of bountiful joy and to remove these shackles. Will you consider it? Consider it. Do you have shackles? Do you need to remove them? And if you need help, ask for help. Ask for help. You're not alone. If you need help, if you need to call somebody else in, then do so. But take into consideration one day, or is this day one? You decide. I decide. We all get to decide. That is our prerogative. <sighs> Beautiful thoughts. Take good care of yourself, my love. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of More Moths to the People. I am Asa Nilsson. If you like this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, subscribe, follow the podcast, share it with a friend. I want to say thank you to Kamel Asli for his help with the production of this podcast. Without him, this would not even be in your ears today. I can assure you of that. And let me, let me say a little something about my friend Gregory Paul Donaldson. May he rest in peace. Who would always leave me with this quote. He would say, 
In the meantime and between time, whatever you do, do it well, and then pass it on. Peace and most importantly, joy. I want to leave you with that as well. I'll see you on the flip side, my friend. Take care.